this big burly dude says Jeremy Leonard from Ghost of Morgan <laughs> City, and I'm like, okay, so uh, this must be I'm one never going to live this down, right? So and he was like mesmerized, <laughs> but but you know, yeah, on a serious note, I want to say this. So he signed I, my titties. I, It's a big old pot of everything spooky and weird with your hosts, Jeremy Leonard and Nick Simons. Join us for dinner, won't ya? Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world. Thank you for tuning in to Paranormal Gumbo. I'm your host, Jeremy Leonard, the Cajun Demonologist, along with my sidekick, Nick Simons. You know what? I'm not even going to say what's up because we do that all the time. <laughs> so instead, I'm going to ask you this. So today, we have a very, very special guest. He's oh. special in a lot of ways, correct? Oh, yeah. So my question is, if this was the Star Wars universe... Okay. Uh, he's a who, big Star Wars fan. Who would you be? Would you be Obi-Wan and he would be like Yoda? <laughs> or would it be the opposite? I, I'd be uh yeah. Darth Vader. Yeah, no, that, that'd be right. I'd be Obi-Wan and he'd be Yoda. I don't know. I haven't seen Star Wars. <gasps> what? Oh, yeah. that's it. We're done. Our partnership's <laughs> done. It's over with. I mean, right Shut on. off. Stop recording right now. Well, that's like un American, man. Tell you what, there was another movie that came out the same day that the original Star Wars came out. There's a little movie called Smokey and the Bandit. I've seen that more times than I can count. <laughs> you know, yeah, some pick your battles, Jeremy. <laughs> somehow that's not surprising to me now that you uh brought it to my attention. Okay. Well, I'll let you slide on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, Aaron is Yoda. Yeah. Uh... My good buddy from way back when. Most paranormal teams dream of being able to do what we've done. And uh, yeah, here we are. We started out together and had a Cinderella story ending. <laughs> yeah, 28 Days Haunted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have y'all investigated together since then? Uh, only at events. We haven't gone out as, uh, as a couple and, uh, you know, done our own little investigation and videos. Um I'm sure that'll happen one day, but as of right now, we've just been doing the Mr. Popular stuff, going out and shaking hands and kissing babies and doing public events. Yeah, well, somehow Aaron kissing babies seems to me he's scaring them. So <laughs> just saying, you know, just saying. So I had the uh, the pleasure of meeting Aaron uh, in person. So when we found 28 Days Haunted, um, as you know, because you were there, obviously, yeah. Um, the entire cast went to um, Los Angeles to do some pickup lines. Except. Uh, <laughs> except for Aaron. So I didn't get to meet Aaron in person until uh, about two months ago. We'd done an event and Aaron was there. And let me tell you, I see the attraction there when it comes to Aaron because there's never a dull moment. I mean, this dude, like, cheese slid off his cracker so far to where <laughs> <laughs> it's quite entertaining, but I love him to death. He's a great person. I even have an alien uh, that I bought, a little stuffed uh, alien at the event. And instead of Aaron G. Thompson, I named it Aaron B. Thompson. B for E.B. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, EB. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of, speaking of, since we brought this up, Nick, what is all of this crap going on in the news right now with the whistleblower that works for the defense department and just everything? I mean, it's like all of a sudden, you know, they talk about disclosure, disclosure, disclosure for years and years and years. And all of a sudden, it's like, bam, it's just like everything's coming out at once. So Congress is getting involved. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that's going to end. Yeah, all this stuff that's coming out with David Grush, um, you know, going to News Nation and having that long interview with them. It's, um, you know, it's been it's been interesting. But at the same time, you have to think about the red tape that's behind the scenes. Like if you want to even as a uh, former um, employee you still have to go through the Pentagon on what you want to talk about. And they either tell you, yeah, you can talk about that or no, you can't talk about that. So this has been kind of interesting how he's just kind of come out and said all these things. And if you look him up on YouTube, David Grush news nation interview, there's even psychologists that are like going through and breaking down his body language and being like, look at that right there. See how he pursed his lips. He's either, he's either nervous or he's lying. And it's it's insane how deep people are going into this, and I'm just sad that Art Bell's not here to live through this with us because yeah, he would absolutely. he would be going berserk right now. Yeah, but but see, what I like about him is he actually has a paper trail where they can um they can research you know what branch of the military he's been in, how long he's been in, was he part of the intelligence community, all of this. In other words, there is a paper trail. Most whistleblowers, there's not. Mm-hmm. um so that's quite interesting but um time will tell i mean I, I love the fact that he verified basically the roswell incident so when it comes to ufology for me that's crown jewel and that's the uh, topic that i've spent the most time on studying as far as ufology goes and i have to tell you i believe in the grand scheme of things that something crashed in about 75 miles north, northwest of Roswell, New Mexico. It actually didn't crash in Roswell. It crashed in Corona. I think it really happened. Um, But the problem is, is it extraterrestrial, such as aliens that live on, that live on, that come from another planet, or are they interdimensional beings or spiritual beings? That's the debate, the conflict that I have. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the proof's in the pudding where... Uh, we talked about this all the way back in episode two, where that uh, U.S. general was like, yeah, we, we got a spaceship. And then a couple days later, he's like, oh, it was nothing. It was just a weather balloon. Forget I said anything, you guys. Uh, anyways. Yeah, that was Roger Ramey that that, uh, that um, Colonel Blanchard, which was the commanding officer of the Roswell base, he's the one that sent the press officer out to uh, the newspaper saying that they captured a flying saucer. Well, Roger Ramey is his superior, all right? So when Roger Ramey found out about it, they shipped some of the debris to Fort Worth, Texas airfield. And uh, that's where the famous photograph of Jesse Marcel holding, you know, aluminum foil from a crashed balloon. That's where that famous photograph comes from. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's the one that kind of put the lid on that as far as, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's just a weather balloon. Nothing to see here. Well, I mean, we have we have an intelligence officer here that is in charge of the only nuclear capable squadron in the U.S. military. OK, but yet he can't tell the difference between aluminum foil and a weather balloon and an extraterrestrial spaceship. OK, if you right. say so. 
right, right, right. So, uh, you know, we're all in this together. Time will tell what becomes of this. And like I said, I'm sad Art Bell's not here to see it, but he does have George Norrie and the rest of the cast that uh, drives Coast to Coast AM, you know, just to live through this. And I bet it's an exciting time for all of them, just as much as it's an exciting time for all of us just to watch what's going to happen with Congress. I mean, we're all 90% sure that they're just going to be like, ah, it's nothing. And NASA is going to come out and be like, yeah, we lost all the files we were going to talk about today. Thanks for coming out. Have a safe drive home. We love you. See ya. <laughs> yeah. You know, speaking of Art Bell, uh, it was probably, in, let's see, I started probably driving truck. I drove 18 wheelers for a while in the 90s and uh, I worked night shift and uh, I used to listen to Coast to Coast every freaking night. And look, Art Bell has some characters on that show, but he he has his show was good. I loved it. You know, the time travel, that's always something that's interested me. Extraterrestrials, uh, you know, ghost in the paranormal line, that's old. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's old. We're both yeah. on TV for ghosts in the paranormal. That's old. That's old yeah. hat. Boring. <laughs> yeah, boring. Let's put that hat over there on this side. I want to wear the ufology hat for a while. Speaking of boring, I should probably send Mr. Aaron the link so he can oh, come join us. All right. Let me tighten my seatbelt real quick. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's got the link. I'm going to step out and use the restroom real quick because there's going to be no time for that once we get going. He's going to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. You know, I said to myself earlier today, I said, this is going to be an easy interview because he's going to do most of the talking. Well, look if it isn't Aaron G. Thompson. What's happening, man? Look, y'all, it's Aaron G. Thompson. It's not a video cast, buddy. You can put your titties away. Yeah, man, please <laughs> oh, put his shirt on. Up, oh, you ran him off. He left. He skated. Gotta go. Yeah. Look at that picture he's got of his profile. Isn't it's that deep just sexy? Hey, stopping me. Man, what's up, Aaron oh. G. Thompson? You bet you can't miss a G spot. Thank you. No, it's, like, it's G for G string, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, G I for Glizzy. Like, I wanted to make a, a podcast called G Spot. You know, people come in and, you know, throw them the way. <laughs> I like it, brother. I like it. So, uh, what's up with the hair, man? You done away with the blonde highlight, huh? Yeah, yeah. Someone actually thought I dyed my hair. And this is, uh, Hey, normal, normal. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, nice you, you took the P out of paranormal. <laughs> I took the P out of paranormal. He you puts the P in paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> like, like R. Kelly. Like R. Kelly. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to rock and or roll. What so, are you doing? What, making rings? Yeah, just uh, making a, a few, speaking with a few people, designing a few rings. Might make one ring today. We'll see. Yeah. The, organiza the organizational day is good old Monday, Monday, Monday. So I hear you're like quite the popular man now since 28 Days Haunted come out. I mean, that's all I see on social media is the big G and Aaron G. Thompson, man. So what's well, going you, on? Well, you witnessed the first thing, you know, at the uh, event. You saw those people just wanting my, wanting my autograph. They come yeah. sprinting from across They're the room. So look, he has two clientele, Nick. He has like the six-year-old girls. And the eighty-five-year-old yeah. grandmothers come up and, and want autographs from. Them. And don't don't forget the middle-aged or, or older uh, men, men, gentlemen. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. He's, yeah, he's that's quite, why the blonde came off. 
he's quite the gentleman's man, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it, it might be anti Pride Month for me dyeing my hair back to my regular color, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> you should have dyed it blue. I I should have, because. Uh, yeah. Blew my house with the blue window. So I see you've been quite busy making rings here lately. So it looks like, uh, you know, clientele and business is picking up for you, huh? Yeah, give I'm us the pitch. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm thankful. Uh, thankful. The uh, Honestly, I, I wanted to do away with it because I'm, I'm so focusing on getting a normal nine to five, which is near impossible, it seems. But um, I wanted to do away with it and just focus on the research and, and getting a normal job. <laughs> But uh, when I said that I'm going to stop doing it, all of a sudden, everybody wanted in. I'm like, oh, look at that's that. About, right. That's kind of how that works. Like whenever I had my online jewelry store, right? Uh, yeah. You know, I might get two, three orders a week. But then whenever I said I was shutting it down, oh, my God. And they all started <laughs> to come in. So now what I do is I'll just post every once in a while a bracelet on my Facebook page and put the price out there. First come, first serve. So that's how I do it now. Nice. That St. Yeah, Michael I, you put up over the weekend looked pretty sharp. Yeah, I actually sold uh, three of those. I got to mill them out nice. tomorrow. Nice. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's kind of cool that, you know, people want to, you know, want want the stuff. But I, I know it's not like, a, at least right now, it's I can't see that as a long-term scenario because it's, it's your emotional base. But, oh, I got to catch it before he quits. So... Yeah, this is kind of like just my uh, my side my side job. So you know, I couldn't even tell you how much I make, what my check is every month because it's direct deposit. My wife, take, you know, she takes care of all the bills and all that. So That's I don't gone. even know what. Yeah, I don't know. About, I never see any of that. But the money that I get from selling my jewelry, that is Jeremy's. Okay, and Jeremy's going to oh. spend it on whatever Jeremy wants to spend it on. So I like it. I like it. Poor crimes. <laughs> hey, that and some boudin balls. And boudin balls. Uh, so, Jeremy, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I, I was oh. saying I saw all these pictures behind Jeremy, and I'm like, "Where? Where's Nick and I?" I'm looking. I see Sean. I see. Look, I got a spot for you right over here. I'm gonna put it. Right I like there. it. Cool. Done. It's a good spot for that. I will. Uh, <laughs> I will get a photo <laughs> ready. <laughs> um, yeah, I got to get your famous signatures before I can put it on the wall for both. Don't blame you know. him. Yeah, blame and, him. and Aaron's got to do the big G. So whenever he signs his name, I want like Aaron to be really small and Thompson to be really small, but the G like huge. Just you know, in case that. It yeah. looks like the Green Bay Packers logo. Is just <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or, or the Georgia Bulldogs logo, but you don't want to talk mm -hmm. about that. So No, we don't want to talk about that. No, absolutely um, not. So joining us now on the hotline is Mr. Aaron G. Thompson. For those of you that have lived under a rock and don't know, Aaron G. Thompson and I go way back, way, way back, back to when Obama was president. And we started, Aaron started a, a, a paranormal ghost hunting group called Ghost Crier. And uh, we began our journey starting out investigating residential cases and then eventually moved into more of uh early day early the wild west days of youtube paranormal videos on youtube that was where aaron and i got our start at that time there wasn't a whole lot of people making ghost hunting videos on youtube and um yeah that's where aaron and i got our start and i think that's what ultimately ultimately led to us being uh dragged kicking and screaming to netflix so um 
<laughs> Let's throw it over to Aaron because he's really good at telling stories. What made you decide to want to create Ghost Crier? Well, I wanted, okay, so great, great question, Nick. Um, ghost Criers, if you recall, it, it had an S on the end of it, uh, kind of like, I guess, Ghostbusters, right? Um, yeah, way back and, when. Yeah, it was, a, it was a compound. So later I split up and called it just Ghost Crier. But at that time, I was in the 2000s, excuse me, I was doing investigations with really uh, just uh, mixer style groups. You know, I would seek someone who had uh, some knowledge base of uh, uh, like a, at the IT skill in IT or, or a plumber. You know, they had, they had a skill set that they could, they could bring on site, um, most likely a skeptic. And then I would uh, sometimes sprinkle in another active investigator or a psychic just to kind of embrace um, that growth uh, pattern. But the problem, it is a problem, not really a problem with it, but for me, the uh, inconsistency of building rapport with a team was lacking since I really didn't have a team. It was just me and then, hey, you guys want to show? Cool, <laughs> ghost. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I, I uh, decided that, you know, I want to make, um, I, I want to make a, a team, but I didn't want to like um, make, make the team name, um, ancestral to like our area like the mississippi ghost hunters i'm sure there's a team out there no offense to you guys uh, what city like, paranormal <laughs> oh gosh yeah you get it uh, the midwest ghost chasers is that gosh that, that sounds like a team too i didn't want that though i wanted to be um potentially wider uh viewed so i wanted to still share the news of great stuff that maybe a jeremy was doing or or you know, uh, another Nick somewhere that was that was rocking out some stuff, and I wanted to cry out that news, kind of like your town crier, and and do uh, stick with ghost. Uh, wait, wait, whoa, whoa. did did you say like town crier as in crybaby? No, no, no. As All right, in like my bad. British, like it, my bad. All right, at, at, like like as in the British are coming. The British are coming. That that kind. <laughs> what? Paul Revere. Maybe, maybe early early. Uh, 1900s you know early 20th century sitting on the corner get your news get your news um so, <laughs> yeah like newsies 50 pages. Yeah. why do you think i wear the hat no no that's no, no but uh, um so uh yeah i wanted to uh, you know share all the good stuff that was out there but um uh it's it's hard because there's a lot of great content a lot of stuff to go through that people are doing so you know i tried to the idea was was uh, just to express uh, express what we can do in the field and, and hopefully grow it or give people an option, a safe option to, to have uh, folks like Nick and I in their home. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the And ghost was more of a marketing term because even at the time I preferred spirits or you know other terms, but I understood ghosts is more marketing. It's easier uh, said and ghost crier. Again, going back to Ghostbusters, it's all marketing at that moment. I just want it to be easy, recognizable, and and able to go state to state, country to country, if necessary. Big and big, guys. Big. Those fire. Why? So let uh, wow. Uh, let me give you. Let's let, let's do a little bit of Jeopardy here, okay? See how much you fellas actually follow the paranormal. Oh my All right, gosh! So most people know me as the Cajun Demonologist, right? Um, mm -hmm. 
What was the very first paranormal team that Jeremy was part of? Now, I'll even throw this out to our uh, audience. If you, I tell you what, here's the thing. <laughs> Whoever guesses this right will get a bracelet from me, a free, a free bracelet. So I know everybody can't see this, but you guys can. All right. Oh my gosh. Um, so this goes for you two. Y'all can be part of it. Whoever guesses the very first paranormal team that Jeremy Leonard, the Cajun demonologist, was part of will get a free bracelet. So <laughs> now, now, just, to let, just to let you know, Jeremy, with, with my paranormal knowledge, it's all like the paranormal. I don't know too much about teams or or, or individual uh, people um, unless, you know, we're talking Tesla or, or before that with some of the uh, uh, ghost club stuff. But your first team name must have been Midwest Ghost Chasers. Yeah. <laughs> or the Southern Ghost. <laughs> All right. So, um, so, I mean, Aaron, what was, what was it about the paranormal that attracted you into wanting to become active in, a, you know, quote unquote paranormal field? Well, it was more of the fear of death that drove me uh, into pursuing the, the taboo uh, pseudoscience that we do. Uh, so I didn't actually believe in ghosts and spirits existed. I didn't believe there was a religious format. I didn't believe there was a, a systematic format because it, it just it seemed like human, like man, us, homo sapiens, were living off of fear. And this is me as a teenager, you know, just questioning everything. Um, so when I asked my peers... Uh, teachers, ministers, uh, you know, family members, do ghosts exist? Because ghosts was really my, at the time, my term, my gateway drug to afterlife. But do ghosts exist? Half of them said yes, half of them said no, all the same answer, um, just because. <laughs> I thought that was wild, because why can't anyone figure this out? And again, I didn't believe, but I had this kind of weird innate fear of death. So I at least wanted to figure out, I guess, a meaning of life moment or something. Um, so I, I did about two years of book research starting in 1999. And then I hit my first site. And my first team had to be uh, 21 and older to uh, to join. Oh, we're going out afterwards. I, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, I was 19. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to can you guys serious. buy me some beers, man. <laughs> Spirits and booze, guys. Um, so, uh, um, yeah, here I am, what, 20, uh, 24 years later, and there's definitely some context uh, to this afterlife exists, and it's it's, it's fascinating, um, that kind of pathway that, that I took, but yeah, I started because I thought it was uh, crazy, and I was I was fine with that. I was fine with, with us just stopping, and then we wouldn't worry about it because we, we would be gone <laughs> if that was the case, but um, it's far beyond that. We are definitely a, a form of immortal, but it's just uh, interesting on, on that tape. Yeah, see, that's I kind of have the same backstory whenever I got into the paranormal field. Uh, you know, could I say that I truly believed in ghosts? No, I couldn't. Uh, you right. know, as most people know, I'm a firefighter, so I'm a thrill junkie, basically, to be honest with you. Uh, right. Having a door slam in your face by something that's not there is terrifying and thrilling all at the same time, right? And, <laughs> you know, I can I can remember when I first got in the field, K2 meters, okay? So this goes to show you how far back I go into paranormal field. 
K2 meters was the new gadget, all right? It was the new thing. And dude, I would be so fascinated walking through a haunted location, holding that K2 meter in my hand, asking if there's someone here, could you please make this light go off? And that sucker would go off on command. That was so thrilling, okay? Um, walking down hallways with yeah. that K2 straight armed in front of you, just... Yep, absolutely. Where are they? Where are they? Absolutely. You know but yeah, I, I didn't truly believe either, you know, but I mean, could I say that today? No, I mean, I truly 100% know there's an right. afterlife. And on the grand scheme of things, you know, the celestial world, which is a spirit realm, mm -hmm. is, you know, the best way that I always try to, to, to compare it to is the physical world, you know, is nothing but like a grain of sand on a beach compared to the celestial world. So, of course. You know, I mean, it's so much bigger than than any of us. Yeah, it's huge, and it's it's far. Uh, when I kind of changed my mindset, um, I was all I felt like I was on the path I'm on now. It, you know, feels right, and so uh, when I say I felt like I was on the right path, you know, path for me um, in 2019. But then I I did a complete like flip, um, which which uh, broke my heart a little bit because it contradicted like 20 years of research before that. But, um, you know, it just, I got to follow the data when I, when I do this. And, and at this point today, I'm a lot more comfortable with my buildup um, than I was then. But of course, it could take a switch tomorrow because, again, we are, uh, I, we're dealing with a lot more consciousness-based, um, uh, I guess, foundation or mechanics um, associated with what we uh, feel is this, is and that. It's interesting. Speaking of foundation and mechanics, uh, mm. let's shift gears a little bit. And um, in this show, in the past, we've dipped our toes into religion just because of Jeremy's background and the things that he practices and does. And um, up until 28 Days Haunted, you were an open and out uh, atheist. <laughs> and... Um, on 28 Days Haunted, I, I, I mean, I haven't followed all the podcasts that you've been on, but I've seen quite oh, a few. <laughs> I've seen quite a few. And you have. <laughs> you, you, you don't get to talk about this whole lot. But during uh, one of the nights, there was an evening where I was looking into a mirror and I saw my face kind of morph into a different face just by staring into the mirror like, visionally staring into the mirror like hardcore like deep dive stare into the mirror staring at the mirror like i was trying to like do a magic eye you got jealous <laughs> well i want to see it too I, it's true it's true you had quite a story a narrative of what you saw so, and i was like what you went over and stared in the mirror and another I, night though i think you had it like a couple nights before so no no no, no. this is the same night because when my okay. face when my face changed in the mirror it scared me to where i just walked away from it yeah so you went over and stared in the mirror and i remember i had the backpack camera and i was like a foot away from your face filming your reflection and like if i had the video to this day like you oh. could I wish we, we could pinpoint the minute you were gone. I mean, because wish. one minute you were there and then the next minute you're gone. So let's, uh, why don't you just give us a play by play of what you can remember now that it's all the way back in 2021, but, um, let's just go <laughs> deep dive into that. And, um, when you get to the part about, uh, Sean, uh, 
blessing and praying over you. Don't swear. This we don't swear on this show. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is for Disney. No, I'm kidding. Oh my gosh, they're canceling you. Um, <laughs> um uh, you know, I, I love that question because I've actually uh, I and I, I've spoken on this, but you know, I'll go in a little more detail. You were literally there, and I, I bring you up as a character in this in narrative, and we'll see if you know it matches. <laughs> I'm a um, character in your life. Oh, you are, you are a good a good character in the storybook of Aaron. Um, so yes, I I, I wanted to say I was <laughs> I would say now envious is a fun word, but I I want to say I wanted uh. uh you know, my investigator instincts kicked on. I wanted to see. What- <laughs> let, let me just jump in real quick. It wasn't his investigator instincts. It was his jealous, <laughs> like oh like a little kid. He was like, oh, come on. I want to do that too. Like Nick stares in the mirror. Aaron needs to stare in the mirror. Nick goes into the psychomanium. Aaron needs to go in the psychomanium. He's like, <laughs> mommy, mommy, I want some candy too. <laughs> yeah. Because Nick, and you know, the funny thing is that, that you bring this up. Like I, I feel, Nick, if you focus on, on a, a metaphysical practice of some sort, there's something there because you you do capture things with your eyes a lot more than I can. And, and I, you're right. It's, it's always it's always me going, I want to see this too. <laughs> you know? Man, not, come on. Not, <laughs> not being envious, but I, I wholeheartedly believe you. I just want to see it. I want to have fun. Let me let me have a bite. Um, so Just once. Uh, well, I kind of, I had one, kind of, just once. Yeah, you, you bit off a little more than you can chew that um, night. Oh, it was wild. Was And this is kind of the heartbreaking thing with, with having no control of the uh, data that you're able to present, because this is a gold nugget. I feel like this is one of those moments, and I know Jeremy didn't, didn't see this, but I'm sure, Jeremy, you, you have your own versions of gold nuggets. Oh, absolutely. Um, this is uh, definitely a gold nugget. I mean, just based off of, oh your many years of being an atheist, you know, I mean, toting that you don't believe in anything besides ghosts and yourself. Well, was, but I mean, just uh, <laughs> the events that followed after this, I was like, what in tarnation is going on with this guy? Like I wanted to like <laughs> give you a wedgie and then dunk your head in the toilet. <laughs> hey, butthead, give me a noogie. Um, so, That's not you. And, and I think I use the terminology terminology atheist atheist actually means one deity so that long time ago in a world of polytheists um you know atheists were frowned upon because they only believe in one god of course nowadays uh, you know many 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 but i think i think i i, I don't know what to call myself science is always where i'm where i'm at but atheist is sometimes a trigger word i use spiritual or spiritualist or whatever anywho to the mirror to the mirror fear we'll call it so uh anyway I, uh, Anyways, so I, yeah, I took over, uh, I kind of, you know, took over looking at the mirror as Nick backed off with the, uh, with the camera and I'm sitting there and it was, it was wild. So I'm looking at it. I'm hearing the guys talking to me and I'm, and I'm saying, so I go, guys, my, uh, my face looks different. My chin looks big. My nose looks big. I think I much I had long, it looks like I have longer hair. I said, I almost look like a witch. And I'm sitting there rubbing my face. And I remember uh, I would go, uh, like, open my tongue and was looking at my tongue because um, it looked You look like the dude in the end of Terminator 2 when he dies, when he's holding that trigger to blow the building up. That's what you were doing. You were like, <gasps> I mean, you were. I'm sure. You were turning your head 360 degrees. Like, 
looking oh at your ears, looking at the top of your head. I mean, you're so he was doing over. what Aaron, what only Aaron G. Thompson can do. Yeah, I was yeah. spitting, spitting pea soup out. No, um, I was looking around. I was, I was analyzing uh, the best I can, and I was, I, I remember in my, my head, I got really, really upset when uh, Sean told me to sit down, and Nick and Sean, they both uh, kind of said, "Hey, yeah, you push back up from the mirror and, and uh, sit down, have a seat." And I remember getting really frustrated, really mad unrealistically mad um in my head it's just out of out of character um and i i recognize it was out of character but i was so furious like i felt it boiling up so i'm sitting there and i'm thinking these guys want drama um they uh, uh sean <laughs> don't want was, drama man i i've spent literally thousands of hours with you and that was <laughs> when when yeah, he, you, he told you to sit down that wasn't you yeah, and I didn't. I didn't see. I did not uh, catch that. My my brain was in a different uh, tick. It was fascinating. It was. I say fascinating now, uh, hindsight. But um, it it felt normal me. But again, it didn't feel like my thoughts. It didn't feel like it wasn't normal me. Anywho, Nick or Sean says, "Hey, you look different. Your face, you know, you, you look different. Um, you should you should just take a break right now." And I'm again boiling up in my head, and I wasn't really upset at Nick. Yet <laughs> it yeah. was Sean. Yeah, it was Sean. I was just I was feeling it like bubbling in my head, and it was really uncomfortable. And I'm sitting there, and and it was when he brought you in. He goes, he goes, no man, you. And I go, Sean, let's just do our job. Let's just keep you know hunting. And uh, he goes, Nick, you've been with Aaron longer. Does, does he look? Does he look uh, different or whatever? How's he look? And I thought that you would be like, he looks fine. Let's just move on, right? I don't know. That's what I thought. And you're like, no, dude, you look, you look different. <laughs> I instantly look, I was like, it looks kind of like a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I <laughs> thought, uh, I thought they, uh, both after me, I don't know something. It was weird. Like I said, a bizarre, bizarre way of thinking, not normal for me. Um, and I did recognize that that wasn't normal. So I think that's the only thing that kept me from being over dramatic. It, it may have made the uh, show if I was too dramatic. <laughs> 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 There's something Damn on the wing. <laughs> I'm feeling it. Um, yeah. So uh, I just wanted these both these guys to uh, move on. I just wanted all of us to, to continue doing what we're there for. And I, so I just went straight to the top. I go, I go, Sean, uh, get the water. I said, get the water. And then he just started moving because both of you guys, I think, thought bottled water. And then I go, no. I don't know if I said, I felt like I said, get the water or get the holy water. Uh, you but said it was, get the water. And then we yeah, started motioning towards the kitchen and you said, no, the other water. And I looked at yeah, Sean and I said, I think he means your water. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Sean, <laughs> hustle. And, you know, and it wasn't with me thinking, oh, well, it was me. I just wanted you to throw it, find out nothing was there. And we continue doing our thing so you can get off my back. That, that was really it. I was in a weird spot right then. Um, so Sean the, ran upstairs. Yeah, he, he ran upstairs. For those of you at home, uh, Sean's also a demonologist, and he actually showed up <laughs> to Captain Grant's with four liters of holy water. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> where he goes or what he does that he needs four liters of holy water. Either that or it was two liters. Either way, I just it remember him lot. saying he had holy water in a two-liter bottle, and I was like, Jesus Christ, that's a lot of 
holy water. <laughs> well, the the uh, glad I'm glad he had some holy water because you know when he came down and um, again I'm I'm feeling myself getting abnormally upset at both you guys and and this is the interesting thing like after everything so Sean does he repeat after me with the uh, Saint Michael prayer and he he said I'm gonna throw the holy water in first and then repeat I'm like fine throw it on me right when he throws right when he throws it on me it literally felt like like battery acid it felt like acid and it hit my skin and I remember I said I said some shocking things and I'm looking down and I'm like this is bizarre it's just a bizarre I'm like you know is that holy water you're throwing you're throwing jerk <laughs> you know jerk water at me um so uh I start repeating it and as I'm re- repeating the uh the prayer I'm feeling this like static net lifting up from my feet it's so bizarre and i remember almost like this this other conscious uh entity in my head you know uh, supporting some narrative as i'm just cursing through this uh prayer um quite a bit in in shock and uh uh i guess uh I'm not sure comfort is the word, but in shock and surprise. And I remember uh, Nick, one of the funniest things, this is kind of kind of a real dramatic scene in a sense, kind of, at least, you know, in my perspective. And <laughs> Nick's in the corner with the, uh, with the uh, investigator, Kev, and he, I remember him peeking out past the viewfinder because I see his face and he goes, I don't think that's in the prayer. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he was repeating the prayers back to Sean and he was adding swear words to it. And I was like, <laughs> that's not how it goes. I think it was in the middle of the uh, Lord's Prayer, actually, but yeah. <laughs> that you were <laughs> you were adding some cursive words to it. That <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Said. Very explicit. And uh, I remember even grinning, though, at that point. And I think I thought I was like, what the hell? comedy in the middle of all, all this I, don't know, I thought I thought something like that but I remember grinning a little bit and um right when I finished the prayer I like just felt this like pop on top of my head and I remember jumping up out of the seat like I just this weight was gone and immediately I, I did not hate you guys if anything I loved you guys both um after that I was able to talk um because before I was isolating myself a lot I was uh I just wasn't giving input um he was again, mad because like, we were making fun of him and <laughs> yeah it's true it's true, true i was I, and again you know that didn't stop making fun of you i, I mean we no no it destroyed exactly. you for a canary yellow shirt many times i believe i called it your piss shirt so <laughs> <laughs> but but i didn't get upset about it um that was the big <laughs> kick, kicker <laughs> the uh and it was because i remember saying to sean i go i go i still have to analyze this i don't know what happened but clearly i appreciate you there so thank you and then i'm like let's let's get back to let's get back to hunting and we we continued investigating but uh it was wild it was wild and for me it was the contrast and and that's what i have to walk away it was the contrast of of how dire i felt and just the the goofiness and almost drunkenness of some moments to complete uh, when I, I mean, not complete joy, but control over my emotions, not anything like dreadful. So that, that was, that was real. And yeah, that would have been interesting to see, uh, be in play, but yeah. Yeah. Would you like for me to explain to you exactly what happened? That's why I asked the question. 
Well, I, I, I assumed oppression first. Just stage. say yes. <laughs> well, so it's called shadow, shadowing or oppression is another word you can use. Okay, so as you know, demons have to have a legal right. All right, so mm -hmm. they can't they can't oppress or possess somebody without a legal right. However, Nick standing in the mirror, okay, and you approach the mirror and you say. So this goes to show you guys how dangerous words can actually be in a negative environment. You said, and I quote, "I want." to see okay you are inviting it in simply by those words i want to see for myself so that gave it that legal right for the oh the shadowing uh, right, I, want right. to use. I don't want to use the word oppression because oppression is more what i went through on 28 days but it was still manipulating your emotions at the same time. That's what it was doing. By you saying, I want to see, you gave it that permission. So then guess what it was doing? It was seeing how far it can dig into your psyche and see whether you're easy prey or not. That's basically what was going on. That's well, why when you would say the prayers, you felt all of this, you know, almost like, you use the word comedy okay in the middle of it right. and that is exactly what they will make you think okay right. because again when you say these prayers when you're saying the prayers if you do not 100 believe in what you're saying in those prayers the entity is going to try to make you second guess yourself and if you do it undoes everything that's been done up until that point and that's exactly what it was doing to you well, the interesting thing, uh, Jeremy, is this actually, I got, I got bit by this scenario uh, about two weeks prior. Day one is, and I, I know the exact moment uh -oh. that, I, that I let, yeah, that I uh, let it in. And I wasn't I was, there. <laughs> what, no, no, no one was there. I believe um, I was, it was, yeah, I was outside chasing lightning bugs. And Sean might have been <laughs> summoning lightning bugs. He, but, he, um, he was next to me, yeah. Yeah, so I was in the attic. We all did solos. Then it was it was on fire that first day. And my problem was, and you're you're absolutely right, Jeremy. Um, I'm I'm really good at having uh, you know conviction and, and confidence on, on word because that that word is so strong. And I'm I'm definitely on on board with um with the power of words. Problem was day one, cameras all around me. I lost my grounding. I I was in the attic it was exciting it was new and i had the investigator camera on me i had a, a strip wire a emf uh, almost jump rope looking thing around me and the uh robo camera was on me and i was asking to talk to i we had no idea what this house was capable of doing um i totally let my guard down um again it was almost this fantasy moment with me being on tv big network and blah 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 and next thing you know, all my lights erupt. All the meters go off around me. I look right at my investigator camera and I say, it's tight. It's tight around me. I'm uncomfortable. I want to leave, but I'm going to stay in here. Ooh, blah, it's blah, blah, tight, blah. like prom night. Oh my gosh. And uh, <laughs> the, the, the dress got bloody and everything. And um, the uh, a couple uh, seconds oh, later. Oh, no. Got, yeah, yeah. A couple of seconds later, they all... Uh, they all lit up again. And I looked at the camera and I said, I'm fine. I'm good. That's strange. And then I just continued for another five, 10 minutes. And uh, 
went on my way, but throughout the two weeks, because it was about a two week period when when the mirror thing finally hit. Um, but yeah, within that right. two weeks, I was I was isolating myself from the guys. I was sitting in rooms alone, and again, that's not as normal for me. Um, I wasn't participating as much. I didn't want to do my my experiments. Um, but it all felt very natural. Didn't want to like cook. Feet. Didn't want to do the dishes. Didn't want to do didn't nothing. <laughs> and you see, and that that what you're saying there, pretty much mirrors the situation I was in. So, and when you're being oppressed, what does the entity want to do? It wants to isolate you, keep you away from everyone else. Okay, so that it can gain control over you. So, I mean, that's classic. Okay, and that's the same thing that happened to me. I separated myself from Brandy. Okay, I didn't want to investigate anymore because from the entity's point of view, if you're not investigating, you're not a danger. Exactly. You just have to take out a chess piece, right? And that's that's what I've kind of explained to a few people. They're they're taking oh, out they take out Aaron only use. pawn in game of life. <laughs> well, there, there's some unique experiments that I could have positioned. I'm not sure what impact they would have done, but I I really was demotivated to, to participate as much as I I actively have always done prior. So it, it was a, a unique uh, play. And uh, I mean, it worked into that midway point. So we caught it. And then, and then I, I, I really felt, and this, maybe this is just me because I'm part nerd, but I felt like we, Nick, we had a superhero story like beyond that point. Like I felt like it was like this, did you do like, like we pressed down, we had drama. And then all of a sudden we just kind of got our act together and I don't know. I feel like there's a superhero story. I feel like they could have superhero music and we could have geared up. Well, we so, needed that. Jeremy. <laughs> so there's one thing that we, we, we can in this podcast without, you know, asking this question. So Aaron, tell me about the famous finger twirling scene on, <laughs> on 28 days haunted when big Nick over there was being a bully. All right. And he didn't want to hear what your opinion was on what y'all needed to do. And all you can see is that little finger doing this from the, from the camera's and, point of view. And my beer belly. Trying- and my belly <laughs> was, was hanging out on the other side of the cabinet. It's just a belly <laughs> and a finger. They're like, look at that fat ass curio <laughs> cabinet. They, they like to get the most flattering angles of us. What he was trying to do is he was trying to pull back to his Harry Potter and use spells on me to stop me <laughs> from coming closer. <laughs> um, he, uh, you know, he, he had a direction. The direction wasn't wasn't ill. What I was doing was I was pulling back from the day one, which of course no one saw uh, that moment day one when we did the solos and things kind of exploded in the uh, house. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's where I was focusing on. But now hindsight, I don't think. Uh, um, I had my reaction later that night with the mirror. So, so w- within that time frame, um, that could, I mean, honestly, I guess we we could pull narrative saying that that could have just been uh, some oppression trying to get us all solo again. But um, but there was a lot of activity that first night, and I, I want to repeat that because it seemed like we're getting a lot lot there. So, uh, yeah, he was uh, using his Harry Potter magic on me. <laughs> and we hugged we hugged afterwards directly afterwards um, i told him in the moment well, tears yeah. streaming down our faces <laughs> we, I, I gave him a hug right right after we left that room and i go dude i, I go i'm sorry i go well, something came over me i go this moment right here is not going to make a cut the moment in there is going to make a cut. <laughs> and you said i can't quit you 
Yeah, we went to a tent. Um, it got a little rough, but you know we're here. <laughs> you know, if if I was in your your situation, if I was investigating with Nick, so you know that's a big burly man, all right. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm small, but if I were you and he started twirling his finger like that, I would have been like, "Yes, sir. Okay, <laughs> whatever you say." <laughs> So but the, no, was, I, I mean, the whole time we were in Los no Angeles, fear. Jeremy was like, what are you, like nine feet tall? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, all I see is this big dude sitting. So whenever I walked into the hotel and they were in a lobby drinking some some uh, Cokes, some pop. And yeah, then pops. This, this big burly dude says, Jeremy Leonard from Ghost of Morgan <laughs> City. And I'm like, okay, so this <laughs> I'm never going to live this down. Right. So he was like mesmerized, but, but you know, on yeah, a serious course. note, I want to say this. So he signed my titties. I, <laughs> I think got the tattoo. Oh uh, yeah. Well, yeah, look, Aaron oh. was supposed to sign my butt cheek and he never did. I get it. I get it. Son of a dang I get it. it. But, but I think that from, from a paranormal investigator narrative, uh, you know, I think we're, we're, there's only what's eight of us that's actually experienced this. There's a whole new world of investigating when you're literally locked in the location for 28 days and you can't leave all the tactics that you usually use on a regular investigation, the scenario, everything changes because of the energy that builds up in there starts to affect you physically, emotionally, and spiritually. All of those things get tied together in. I mean, there's a whole new world out there whenever it comes to, you know, ghost hunting, paranormal investigating that, like I said, only eight of us has ever got to experience. So, I mean, it's kind of unique being in that very small club. Yeah, we very much agree. hats. <laughs> <laughs> Bumper stickers. Eight. And, and, <laughs> so then the last question that I have, and then if Nick has any more, uh, he can ask him, but... We we have to do the mirror thing, okay? Um, simply because I know there's people out there that's listening to this podcast right now, and they're saying to me telepathically, Jeremy, ask the question about the mirror, okay? From your perspective, okay? I see and you. Look, I'm no, not, nobody ever asks Aaron's point of view. Right. I'm never, I'm not, I'm not saying anything about anybody or putting them down, but from the <laughs> audience point of view of what we know on television, okay, what they saw, give us the backstory that maybe we haven't seen on television to better clarify the word writing on the mirror or what's your true opinion of it? My true opinion on the, uh, Okay, so the, the backstory is, of course, um, Sean had a prior case that there was a small harassment of uh, allegedly a demon that would um, put this all in the mirror in, in his space, going to follow him afterwards. So it followed him for a little bit. And that, that I think that was like a year out or a couple of years out. That was deep in the past at this point. But he mentioned it and brought he brought it up. And, and that's, that's merely, uh, you know, merely he just him bringing it up. So, um, wait, 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 okay. So he brought up, let, let me just make sure I'm, I'm creating the right picture here. Before the actual writing on the mirror, he hmm. brought it up to you guys about a previous case that he'd done, okay? Yes. And so he just decided to share that with you guys out of the blue. Yes. Yeah. Um, what we were talking old investigations and it just happened to be a thing 
uh, that he shared. So Sean, and I, I've told, uh, I've mentioned this in uh, interviews, uh, many interviews that, <laughs> that weren't shown, but um, I said in numerous ways that Sean's very self-righteous and he presents himself much, uh, very, very uh, self-righteous, which is a trait. I, I would say that uh, it's subjective, that's good or bad. Um, in this scenario, he has too much pride for what he does. Um, he wants to be on TV, and I know this. It, we, we talk about and he wants that, but he wants to do it the right way. So with that in mind, I don't see him um, engineering a sabotage um, scenario where he would write CUs. But I don't believe that Sean actually put that on there. Um, and I had an idea. I mean, pareidolia, I can go back to pareidolia, it could have been, but you know, some people um, suggested that they, they, even Sean was like, eh, it doesn't work with pareidolia uh, because of how accurate some of you know, it was, but again, it could run, it could run uh, uh, a scenario where that could be. So the last question that I have uh, <laughs> is, Aaron, this is for all the ladies out there. Oh, uh, oh, hi, ladies. Uh, yeah, you're quite a uh, exercise freak, huh? I do enjoy physical fitness. Yeah, especially in your boxers. <laughs> Heck yeah. You know, it's funny that a whole, uh, uh, what's, Shinesty, was that the name of the underwear company? Um, yeah, there's an underwear company that gave me uh, free boxers. <laughs> so, what so, the hell? I got so a pair that's of what, that's what well, he was doing, dude. He was, uh, he, was, he, was, he was being an entrepreneur. He said, you know what? I'm going to get yeah. out there. I'm going to do this in my yeah. boxers. That way they'll pick me up and I'll get a check for just saying, hey, where's <laughs> Haynes? Haynes boxers is the way to go. Every you shot know, of him I, in the kitchen, he's got a bag of Doritos facing the camera. <laughs> oh. I, I have the Pepsi t-shirt I have to put on. Um, yeah. The uh, the push-ups, I'm thinking, you know, it's in the privacy of my own room, privacy. But, um, yeah, I, I thought, yeah, real quick, I'll just knock them out. So my exercise routine was terrible at the house because I just couldn't find – I would try to lift logs someday, like, a, like straight up from commando. <laughs> not as cool as Arnold Schwarzenegger so please don't compare but um, <laughs> I see Nick laugh <laughs> um, yeah I didn't have an exercise routine at the house so I don't know what you're talking about you want to know like so he was worrying about exercise and you know the one thing that, that constantly played in the back of my mind was filming was especially when we were sleeping it was like where I was the camera was maybe like three feet away from my bed at that side, and I sleep on my right side, which means that my butt was facing the camera. And I, I, I was out. Look, I always made sure that I wasn't mooning everybody because I know how these producers are. Okay, yeah. just like the scene, just like the scene where all right, I come back from the hospital. All right, and Brandy says, "Oh, what's going on?" And I say, "Some things are are left to be unspoken or whatever." And the scene cuts. All right, and if you if you look at the table. All right. Whenever I walk in, there's not a plate of um, pizza roll sitting there. But then, as soon as I walk back, I sit down and I start eating pizza rolls. That, my friends, is the power of editing. Okay, and I know that's how they're <laughs> going to do that. So I made sure Jeremy was not moving the world. <laughs> it was Netflix. like you called ahead. Hey, Brandy, it's Jeremy. I'm coming back from the hospital. Give me a plate of pizza rolls ready. 
Right, right, yeah. absolutely. I just had a damn heart attack. But yeah, I'm going to go and eat pizza rolls. Now, <laughs> did I go and eat pizza rolls probably later that night? Probably so, because we didn't have a stove. That's what we <laughs> ate, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and, and pizza rolls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know the. Uh, it's nice that they got me in my underwear twice. I think, I think twice only, uh, maybe three times. I think twice. But uh, yeah, my DM box exploded, and I, it, it's sad <laughs> because I've been an investigator for so long. I, you know, talk about this the high, uh, uh, you know, high theories and high thoughts on what we do, and then there I am in a TV show in front of millions. <laughs> Doing underwear push-ups. I'm like, you know what? I feel more Egon-like, but you really did me dirty. <laughs> Nobody knows you for your ghost work. Everybody knows no, you don't. for your PP work. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they a... know Aaron. Aaron had like, uh, I don't know. You probably had maybe like five or six minutes screen time. Uh, and, yeah, um, but in, in probably three and a half minutes of that was was actually doing push-ups. But uh, yeah, 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 you know, PP boy. So, Right for the next TV show, because I've been working on my glutes. I got some new underwear, glow-in-the-dark underwear, so I'm good to go. Let's do this. He's going to be bending over, picking up stuff in front of the camera nonstop. Whoops! Let's <laughs> do. Let me let me let me get that. Let me get it with my butt cheeks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, Hi, I'm Aaron G. Thompson, and this is how a crab walks. <laughs> <laughs> I can do a handstand. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, it's been a great interview. Uh, you know, I had fun, especially hanging out with you, you two Iowa boys, uh, cornbread fed, especially Nick over there. Look, this man said he's cornbread with every every meal he gets, even even when he's at work. Okay, he got to have that that Iowa cornbread. Got corn flakes yeah. for breakfast, <laughs> corn on the cob for lunch. Hey, I had corn in the cob for lunch, actually. My wife my wife decided to cook today uh, for some reason. I don't know. She must have done something, and she's going to break the news. You knew I was coming on the show. Spend all uh, your money. She had hamburger, steak, rice, and gravy, and corn on the cob. So, yeah. Hey. I, I can't complain. Bad. Yeah, usually it's just yep. like, uh, where do you want to go eat at tonight? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't care. Where? Let's go to a seafood ball. Yeah, <laughs> let's go to the all-you-can-eat seafood buffet. Yes, it, it, crab it, it's, it's actually funny that, uh, so when I met you, Jeremy, and, and mind you, right, we, I think we hit it off right away, but I expect a little more intensity from a demonologist because I swear, every demonologist I run into, it's like Armageddon. <laughs> well, you, so, so here's the thing with that. We're surrounded. And, 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 <laughs> I tell people, see, I done an event this this past weekend, and I had somebody tell me that very same questionnaire. Like, you know, I when I had this this mystique about you, you know, you're like this huge holy man, you know, very intense and everything. And he's like, "But you're all that plus a lot more. You're freaking awesome." And, and I tell people all the time, there is that side of me. Okay, I, I really classify myself as two people. There's Jeremy Leonard, okay, which is the goofball. Uh, in everyday life, but whenever I have to be, you know, I'm 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 also the Cajun demonologist or the demonologist. But I, you know, I only use that switch. I only become that person whenever I have to, and you know, that's right, right. when that that mystique, that intensity that people, you know, perceive me as, you know, that's part of that. But you know, Jeremy, Jeremy's Jeremy, man. There ain't no Jeremy, Jeremy. Right. Yeah, I love it. 
<laughs> the Cajun. Oh, yeah. So Double. it's like this. You know how you got Aaron G. Thompson? You have Jeremy Leonard, the capital C, Cajun demonologist. Get it right, boys. spelled T-H-E-E. Get it right, boys. Ooh, I love it. Say it right or pay the price. Camp it's on a wall. We hold you in our hearts. <laughs> and when we get so, together. All right, Aaron. So look, we usually in our podcast, uh, which you never listened to our podcast before. So you don't know. So I was going to tell you to give us the sign-off phrase that we use at the end of every single podcast, all right, is speaking a little Cajun. Would you like to try it out? Wait, he's going to plug his social media and where to buy his rings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that, that's yeah. why he looks so antsy, huh? He, he wants to hurry up and get off here so he can go back to uh, Facebook and uh, do no, his he, he's gonna I got to first. He's going to make a C-ring for me. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ring. All right. Where, where, where can people follow you? Aaron G. Thompson.com has all my social uh, links. It's at Tiz Me Aaron G on all popular social media sites. Come check me out. Follow. We got I got things coming this year and uh see got what the future holds. coming this year. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Quick, run us through how your ring buying experience works. Yeah, how can oh, we yeah. buy a ring? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you can buy a ring by going off of AaronGThompson.com. There's a little tab that says glow rings. So it's a glow ring. So the cool thing with these rings are completely customizable. And um, they, it glows because the community, the you know, that that ghost hunt, that's kind of who I pitched it towards. But it, it's it, other communities, too, because it's just a high-quality ring but it glows very bright. So you get to see something, you know, at, at nighttime in the dark. But um, when you order it the next week, I set up a schedule for us to do a video chat. And uh, in the video chat, I uh, do a, like a tarot light read uh, just um, to, to get the design flow going. Totally customizable, but I, I kind of pull from my gut and tell you what I feel uh, the ring could be. And we go from there and Ta-da! You know we get we get all the materials in, and and I get to working on it. Pretty cool. That dinosaur bone. Wow. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. I remember you telling me about that. That somebody sent you a piece of dinosaur bone, and uh, you was actually going to do a glow ring with it. Um, yeah. yeah. You know what? Speaking of that, one of these days I'm going to get you to make me a customized ring, and I'm going to send you something uh, for you to add into it. Uh, you know, it'll end up being something really very special to me. So cool. just remember, yes, yeah. He made me a glow ring and it's got parts of the Velisca Axe Murder House in it, parts of Edinburgh, <laughs> like all the most haunted places in Iowa. He put in my ring and said, here you go, buddy. Have fun. <laughs> most haunted ring. Yeah, I, put, I mean, that, I that's pretty blood. awesome. I love the fact that... Uh, ring. I love the fact that you do, you know, customized rings, you know, for making customized jewelry, I can completely, uh, you know, correlate with that, that having a, a one of a kind uh, piece of jewelry is always pretty special to anybody. Um, so look, what I'm about to do now, ladies and gentlemen, and Aaron, I want you to pay attention to this because you're about to learn something. Okay. Well, I okay. want to prove to the world that you can teach an old Iowa boy something new. 
Illinois. Okay. So the way we usually do this is I sign off by speaking a little Cajun. But you know what? Today, or because French. I'm feeling froggy, we're going to let Nick prove that he does pay attention to this old Cajun <laughs> boy here. And we're going to let him sign us off. <laughs> he taught me how to speak French or Ooh, Southern Louisiana Cajun. There you go. What a combination of French and Southern. <laughs> so, <laughs> like Jeremy does with every episode. Until the next time, laissez a bon temps rouler, which means let, let the, the good roll. times roll. Later. See ya.